Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. So before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you to give us a five-star rating, leave a review, and send me a screenshot to info at candywashington.com, and I will send you a free self-care gift. Head over to Instagram at candywashington and join me there. Tag yourself listening to the podcast in the of your aha moments, and I will repost and share your content. So that'll be a little fun way to show you some love for showing me some love. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about how to support a partner who might be dealing with anxiety. So this is a romantic partner, you know, whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, you know, lover, you know, whatever your situation is. Um, here are just some ways to support someone who might be going through a difficult time with anxiety. So the first thing to do is to educate yourself on what anxiety is. You know, I'm not a doctor, so I would definitely say, you know, figure out what type of anxiety your partner is suffering from. I think there's like five or six different types of it. You know, it is when it when anxiety starts to affect your daily life, whether it's, you know, stifling the places you can go, the people you can see, the things you can do, when it really starts to affect your life, then that means your anxiety is truly a disorder. Like there's always occasional anxiety or situational anxiety. Like if you get anxious about public speaking, you know, that's kind of situational or, you know, um, you get anxious when you're going to go on a roller coaster or a big event is going to happen, you know, that's occasional anxiety, like that's normal. But when someone's anxiety, you know, their fear, their overthinking, their inability to make decisions starts to really affect their daily life and really stifles their growth and affects other people around them, then that's when it's a, that's when it's a disorder. So the first thing I would do is just really try and educate yourself on what anxiety actually is so that when your partner is experiencing, you know, an anxious moment or an an episode of anxiety, you can have some context for it. You can, you know, understand it better because I know for myself, you know, I've been in relationships with people who suffer from anxiety. And in the beginning, I, didn't really understand it. And it was very frustrating because I'm like, I don't get it. Like, what's wrong? Like, there's nothing wrong. And so because I don't suffer from anxiety, I didn't have a reference point. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't contextualize it because I didn't get it. I'm like, there's nothing wrong. Like, what's the problem? But to them, you know, they're freaking out and they're having an episode because to them, it's very real. Like, whatever is triggering their anxiety, it's very real to them. And sometimes it's even hard for them to articulate what's wrong if you don't understand it. So the first thing I would do is just really try and educate yourself on the different types of anxiety, what anxiety is. The second thing is have a session with your partner and their therapist. Hopefully, if your partner is suffering from anxiety on a, le- on a level where it is a disorder, where it is disrupting you know, daily, weekly, monthly life, that person is getting some sort of treatment or help for it. Um, so I would, you know, see if you could have a session with your partner and their therapist as long as your partner is open to it and the therapist thinks it's okay and everyone gives their consent. Try and have a session so the therapist can 
maybe explain to you and walk you through, you know, the type of anxiety that your partner has and maybe together with the therapist create, you know, some type of game plan or action plan on how to deal with your partner's anxiety. So if they're feeling anxious, if they're feeling overwhelmed or fearful or they're overthinking, they're spiraling, you'll have the tools to know what to do and how to handle it. And then you also have, you know, some form of support around it with their therapist. And that's a good way to talk about it in a way that is safe with someone who is, you know, neutral, even though it's their therapist you know, professional doctors are objective. So of course they will always honor their patient's privacy. So, you know, your person will have to give permission, but I'm sure they'd probably do one session together just to be able to mediate that. So if your partner is not able to communicate to you what they're going through or what they need from you in those moments, then hopefully their therapist will be able to be that moderator and that mediator so you guys can get that line of communication going so you can understand what they're going through. Because I think if you're really going to be a source of support for someone, you know, A, you have to know what they're going through, have to have some type of context around it, and then B, you need the tools to deal with it when it happens or when it flares up. And that leads me to the next thing, which is, you know, really having that plan in place for when they're feeling anxious. And again, that goes back to having the session with with their therapist to put together a game plan, educating yourself on what anxiety is, how it shows up, um, what triggers anxiety. Because if you are, you know, knowledge is power. If you are informed, then hopefully you'll be able to prevent so have a plan in place, you know, if your partner's like even have code words, your partner could be like, oh, like this is a code blue, this is a code orange or whatever, you know, your word is like apple. And and so you know that they are being triggered by something, you know that their anxiety is kicking in. And like when that happens, you know, we do this, we start, you know, creating a gratitude list. Like I was listening to... um a podcast the other day and and the host was saying how she had a panic attack on an airplane and you know panic attacks are a form of anxiety and one thing that she did to calm herself was she just started making a list of everything that she was grateful for and that just brought her back into the present moment and she was able to calm down pretty quickly so have a plan in place if your partner is starting to spiral if they're having a panic attack if something's happening know that your plan is, okay, we're going to breathe together. We're going to count down together. You know, we're going to do gratitude together. We're going to do affirmations together. You know, I'm going to rub your back or, you know, whatever it is, have a plan in place so that you know what to do when these things happen. And depending on the severity level of your your person's anxiety, have different plans in place for different things. You know, if it's low anxiety, maybe it's just giving them a hug. Maybe it's just saying reaffirming things. If it's, you know, middle anxiety, maybe it's doing the gratitude. Maybe it's the breathing exercises. You know, if it's high anxiety, maybe it's taking them out of a situation completely and isolating them. You know, maybe it's calling in the uh, therapist to to have a, a quick conversation with them to talk them down or whatever it is, you know, but have that plan in place so you know what to do when those situations happen so you don't feel helpless and you don't feel powerless when your partner is going through something. 
Another way to support your partner is to do mindful activities together as fun dates. Uh, you know, there are certain exercises and certain activities that really help people with anxiety. It really helps to alleviate, you know, their feeling of overwhelm or anxiousness or, you know, um, indecision. So have fun dates together, you know, do like a yoga date, do plates, you know, journal together, maybe write poetry to each other, uh, meditate, you know, do some guided meditations together, read together you know, walk in the park, paint, you know, color with each other, you know, do fun dates that are also, you know, moments for mindfulness. So it doesn't always have to be like, we're doing this to manage your anxiety. You know, it doesn't have to be so, you know, um, downtrodden and and so prescriptive but you know make it fun and and those are also ways to really get to know each other you know reading somebody else's writing and like painting together and talking and just spending time together you know those are ways to connect with your partner on an even deeper level while still doing things that are helpful for them to manage their anxiety. So you you can really start making it a lifestyle and having fun with it. So it's not just, okay, we have to manage your anxiety today. It's, oh, how are we going to have fun together today? You know, how are we going to take time together and just, you know, chill out and relax? So do some of your dates that are truly intentional and, and mindful moments. And with that, you know, Be sure to always really ask your partner for what they need from you to help them to manage and to cope with their anxiety. And this is really a part of working on honest, open, and direct communication because you may think you're doing something to help them, but it could actually not be helping them. It could be either neutral, it's doing nothing for them, or or might be detrimental to them. Like, For example, you know, if you are constantly checking in, like, are you okay today? Like, are you okay? Like, how's your anxiety? Like, you might think that you're being supportive. You're asking about it. You're checking in. You know, you're letting them know you're there. They might take it as, you know, maybe you're badgering them. You're bringing it up. um, You know, you're not letting it go or like whatever it is. So your intention might be in the right place that you're checking in, you're asking, you're being proactive, you're letting them know, but they might be receiving it as, oh, I might be a burden on them. Uh, Why are you always bringing it up? Things like that. I told you I'm fine, like stuff like that. So make sure that the things that you think you're doing to help them are actually in alignment with what they need from you in order to help them. So just have that conversation, you know, just ask them like, in what ways can I support you through this? And then just be open to receiving what they say. You know, maybe they're like, oh, you know, like instead of asking me every day if if I'm okay, if my anxiety is okay, like maybe just ask maybe like once a week or, you know, if you see me doing something, then ask, but if I seem okay, like maybe don't ask about it or, you know, whatever it is. But instead of assuming that you know what they need, ask them what they need and then be open to receiving what they say and then acting from that place. 
And don't feel bad. You know, don't, it's not an ego thing. It's not one way is right and one way is wrong. It's just one way is effective that the person can receive it. And one way is ineffective that your intentions is not in alignment with the way in which they receive help. So it's really just about getting that alignment. What I'm intending to do is being received in the correct way. And then last but but not least, make sure that you're still prioritizing your own wants and needs and overall well-being. I know that when you are in relationships with people who might be suffering, you know, from anxiety or depression or some disorder or, you know, whatever the case may be, as caretakers, sometimes we put our own health, our own happiness, our own well-being our own happiness, our own well-being on the back burner. You know, we think, oh, I have to take care of this person. So, you know, I'm in a good place. So like my needs don't matter. My wants don't matter. You know, there's no room for me. And that is just not true. You know, you are in a partnership. It should go both ways. Yes, your partner may be suffering from something, but that doesn't mean that they still don't have the capability of being there to support you and being there to help you. It doesn't mean that just because you're not suffering from a particular disorder, that doesn't mean that your wants and your needs and your well-being isn't a priority, isn't a first best priority, isn't meaningful, and, and it doesn't matter because they do. You know, I think when you are in relationships like that, you really have to be mindful to still take care of yourself. Don't overextend. Always remember your role is to support, not to fix. You're not fixing your partner. You're supporting your partner and their journey to healing themselves because healing on any level is always an inside job. So it's not your job to fix or to heal or to protect your partner your job is to support your partner in their journey to healing themselves, to learning how to protect themselves. So remember that you're not their parent. They're not your child. They are your partner and you should equally support each other. So be mindful to take care of yourself. Have your boundaries in place. You know, if something is going on and your partner is getting out of control, say, hey, I'm here to support you and I love you. But if this continues and you don't get help, this is, this is the consequence and stand by that, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to need some days where I just do me. I'm going to need some time off where I focus on like my own well-being and needs and wants and that should be fine. So don't forget yourself in that equation. You know, it's, it's very easy sometimes to lose your own identity when you are with someone who has uh, different types of of, of needs and different types of things going on. So don't forget to take care of yourself first. You know, always fill your own tank. You know, always keep your cup full. And what overflows is what's for everyone else. So don't deplete yourself trying to save someone else. So that is it. That is today's episode on how to support a partner who might be dealing with anxiety. So don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review the podcast and subscribe. Share with a few friends and head over to Instagram at CandyWashington and let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. We are now on iHeartRadio. So wherever you listen to iHeartRadio, be sure to follow the podcast as well. 
And until next time, be happy and be well.